Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey everybody, this is Guys with Bibles, I'm Sean, and I'm Lee, and we're talking Psalm 101 tonight. More Psalm time! Yeah, 101. Would you like me to read it, Sean? Um, yeah, go ahead. And I'm, of course, reading out of the non-Arminian Standard Bible this evening. Ah, and as am I. As am I. Good. Psalm 101. Psalm of David. I will sing of the loving kindness and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. I will give heed to the blameless way. When will you come to me? I will walk within my house in the integrity of my heart. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. No one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart will I endure. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a blameless way is the one who will minister to me. He who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land, so as to cut off from the city of the Lord all those who do iniquity. Here ends the reading. Really uplifting. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a roll of just like reading and discussing the most inspiring psalms. (laughs) Yeah, see, Um, all these wicked people, wow, destroyed. Gosh. So, okay, right off the bat, I like how the NASB uses, I, what's the ESV use? But the NASB uses loving kindness, steadfast oh, yeah, love. uses steadfast love. Yeah. And then uh, the CSB uses faithful love. Um, and and all the, all the, and then the NASB uses loving kindness as one word. Um, and it, None of those terms actually like encompass what Chesed. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Top Yeah. It, none of those. None of those terms in any of those translations like completely encompass what Chesed is. Um, 
but it's such an important word that's repeated so many times throughout all the Psalms. It's the kind of love that only God can give. Like it's entirely, um, it's entirely uh, faithful. It's loving in the most loving sense, but that has said love is um, a covenantal love. Um, it's more enduring than just um, the kind of love we may feel emotionally, or or even you know the, an, an amount of human dedication that we should give to people that we love. But this is on a on a completely higher level, a holy level, um, the kind yeah. of holy love that only God Himself could show. Right. So I I could see why it would be hard to put a word on that. That's a yeah, huge concept to pack into one word. Yeah, and the Hebrew obviously does the best job of it, um, but most people um, that I know can't speak Hebrew, so. <laughs> I think you know. I think you only know one person who can speak Hebrew, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chad Bird. Chad Bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man! That new honorary uh, mascot of guys with Bibles. Yeah, he's yeah, for sure. But that new devotional, have you got it yet? I just got it in the mail. I just got it. I haven't even been able to crack oh. it open yet. Oh, it's so it good. It got severely delayed in the delivery. Severely. Yeah, that's That was like a week later than what you thought you were going to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Postal Service uh, is a mess, you guys. Oh, once you get into that, like, he does a really good job of opening up the Hebrew so that everybody can understand it. But at the same time, you're getting tons of like tidbits of like gospel truths wrapped up in, in the Hebrew words that he picks. It's awesome. That is incredible. I can't All wait. Right. Honestly, I can't wait. To um, read it. Let's see here. Um, he also, in that first verse, he mentions loving kindness and justice, um, the Lord's justice, uh, mm -hmm. which we tend to, um, not understand or we don't want to understand the Lord's justice as well. Um, it, it's a it convicts us. We're all convicted, should I say that. Um, and we don't like to be convicted. We don't like to be on the losing <laughs> no, end of anything. And um, But the justice is there for a purpose. Um, God cannot just not punish sin. And uh, people tend to think that when they come to Christ, um, their sins won't be punished anymore, but God's justice still had to deal with your sin, even though he has uh, forgiven your sin, uh, and you're justified before him, you're forgiven because your sins have already been punished in Christ. Mm -hmm. the, the justice that you deserved was poured out on Christ instead of you. Right, the condemnation that that we deserved for our uh, our treason against God was placed on Christ. 
So now there's no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus, as Paul right. says in Romans. And also because God is just, he can't punish sin twice. So mm-hmm. he's, not go- he's not going to punish you when, in fact, Christ has been punished for you. Um, and we can, we can hold on to that, that hope and that truth and uh, be, assured of, be assured of all that. That's good stuff. Your income can be taxed twice, but your sins can't be punished twice. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a that's a good that's a good note though. Yeah, that's re- that's really good. Uh, I I I was captivated going through the the thing in its entirety here. That again, we have the um, the indicatives before the imperatives uh, in a certain way here. So David is grounding the psalm with singing. He's singing praise to God. He's singing praise to him specifically for his loving kindness, his steadfast love, and his justice. And then he goes on to talk about giving heed to the blameless way, seeking God's presence, when will you come to me, and then talks about essentially going to war against the against unbelief in the world. Um, yeah. But I, I don't believe you could he could in, in good conscience write the rest of that psalm without grounding it first in um praise and gratitude to God for his gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. With, with, um the, there wouldn't be a uh there wouldn't be a point um to it if you hadn't grounded it in praising God. Like where he says, um, I'll set no worthless thing before my eyes. Well, how could we judge it worthless if we haven't beheld the one that is worthy of our attention and our praise? You know what I mean? Like we can't judge what worthless things are until we've seen what's worthy. I think it's part of we have to remind ourselves all the time of whose we are, you know, who's saved us and, and what has what has he saved us um and called us to do. Um yeah that's good stuff. Also verse four is I have it highlighted in my Bible then um a perverse heart shall depart from me, I will know no evil. Um, I, my mind immediately went to Ezekiel thirty six twenty six, where, where uh, which says, "Moreover, I will give you a new heart, and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh." Um, and, and David, David is right in saying. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil. He's not saying, I'm going to fix myself. Um, <laughs> this heart is going to be taken away from him, this this corruption, uh, the, the sinful. The, the, the Book of Common Prayer says uh, there is no health in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's the sick, corrupted heart heart of stone and it's going to be removed sometimes painfully um, a lot of times painfully 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and God's going to replace that with a, a a living heart, a new heart. You're a new creation in Christ. But yeah, my mind immediately went to Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. Maybe a lot of people. That's a, such a good mind, connection. Yeah. But. Well, and also uh, you could certainly tie in the um, the promise of the new covenant from Jeremiah too, you know, yeah, where, uh, where God will actually write write the law on our hearts. Right. So I really will know no evil because God will, in in having come under the new covenant in salvation, um, the work of the law is now written. It's written on my heart. I know what's evil, and and my my renewed spirit um, drives me to run from evil, to to repent of my sin and to um, to not seek it out anymore. Right. It doesn't mean that uh, you're never going to commit an evil act again. It means that you're going to be able to recognize it for what it is, and you're going to have the ability God's going to give you the, you know, you're going to have the conscious ability to be able to want to turn away from it. And uh, people don't do that, that aren't saved. Um, People, we love sin. It feels good. Um, Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it does. Um, And we're, and we're, and we're lying if if we say it, it doesn't feel good. Um, but when when God changes our hearts, we're able to see it for what it is, what it does to our relationship to God, and uh, see the heaviness and the severity and the, and the everything, everything tied up in it, and we're able to turn away from it, uh, repent. Um, place our faith and hope in the finished work of Christ and uh, be forgiven. And uh, not at, and uh, he speaks of, you know, he, he keeps talking about the wicked. Um, and, uh, in a lot of different ways, he kind of breaks out a lot of particular sins that he's going to go to war against. And, and a lot of it has to do with... Uh, who he's associating with, which is something that stands out to me a lot. You know, Paul yeah. Paul writes the things that, you know, we, everybody knows the saying, bad company corrupts good morals. Um, yeah, and there's, there, there's a lot in Proverbs about, uh, you know, who you, basically who you hang out with. Um, you shouldn't hang out with the wicked. Well, and... In, let's say in verse 5, for instance, he's talking about the, the person who slanders, secretly slanders his neighbor, so the, you know, the, the vicious gossip or whatever. Um, that's a, a commandment violation there, you know, it's a, not bearing false witness against your neighbor. Um, so he, this is a man who obviously doesn't love his neighbor, and he's a wicked man, so he doesn't love God either. So this is not the kind of person he's, he's going to be, you know, spending quality time with. Uh, in in learning from and uh, and the same with the person who uh, who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart because I think right. especially I think for people that maybe are inclined to sin that way when they're around people 
and witness those sins being committed, I think that is can be very tempting, you know, to go back to old ways. So we have oh, to be yeah. careful of yeah. our own temptations. Yeah, uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty. it says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And there's there's other ones, but, um, you know, the point is, uh, you can be you can be brought down by the sin that you witness around you, and uh, eventually you're going to be participating in that sin and become numb to it, and uh, it's just not a good thing. Not a good thing for God's people to be around. Not a good thing. That's why I think it's such a um, a gracious and merciful thing that we're um, in Hebrews we're called to not forsake the gathering of the of the people of God. You know, the more time we spend with brothers and sisters in the church, uh, the better off we are because there's so much mutual encouragement and righteousness that we get, even just from hanging out. You know, in, in an hour or two on a Sunday. Uh, that really is fruitful. Um, I, the the local church is a huge a huge um, weapon in that fight against sin and against drifting into sin. It's a, it's a, I think it's a huge mercy to have that that access that commun uh, community with each other. Oh yeah, yeah the uh, and even if you do. You know, we we all struggle every now and then with a team that doesn't is stubborn and doesn't want to go away, and uh, we struggle with it. And uh, we all have that one particular sin that we have a hard time with. And uh, you, when you when you're with your church family and you're with believers um, that you know personally, and you can really really mm-hmm. confide in people, you can you can share that with those, with them and they're going to encourage you and, and uh, they're going to suffer with you through it. They're, they're, they're going to bear your burden with you and they're going to pray for you and they're going to you know, hopefully be there for you. Um, maybe visit you on a, you know, and just mm-hmm. be there for you to help you through that time. Cause it's hard because you do have a new heart. You have a heart of flesh, and you're you're not you're not enjoying the sin. You're struggling with it. You're struggling against it, mm-hmm. and it it's not it's it's hard. Um, and it's always good to have people around you to help counsel you and uh, pray with you and uh, lift you up in scripture and in prayer. And um, there's nothing better than that. God has placed those people in your lives for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and when you're, I think when you're struggling with um, the, that particular pain and anguish that comes with your sanctification, that's when you have to kind of circle back to the beginning of the psalm and, uh, and then sing praises. You know, we have to remember again, who who it is that bought us and gave us that new heart 
which yes, may you know the 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 struggle against sin may cause us some pain and anguish now, but it's all actually counting uh, as glory to God, number one, and in um, advancement in holiness for us. You know, so it it all works out for good for those who are who are called um, in Christ Jesus. It might not always feel good, but um, I think in the especially in the darkest times or the times of the most difficulty, um, you kind of you praise your way out of that darkness or that pain. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, we we talked about that a little bit uh, with Psalm eighty eight. Um, sometimes the darkest times in their lives is when you need to praise and thank God the most. Actually, all the time. Uh, every dark time <laughs> in your life, yeah, and it, it seems counterintuitive to someone outside uh, God's family of believers, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's really the the best thing that you can do because when you praise God and you pray to God and you thank God, um, your your prayers don't. They don't change God's mind. Did we talk about this already? Your Not this time, but we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. Your prayers don't change God's mind, but they, they lead they lead you to a greater reliance on on God. And that's really the true point of one of the true purposes of prayer. Absolutely, we're preaching to our own hearts. Oh yeah. Um, I had I had one other thought from here, and I know so I know we've talked a lot about struggle struggling against sin here, um, but I I'm kind of interested in the fact that um, this this psalm is actually very confident in the war against sin. David here is kind of he's he's um, the way he's writing it is he's going on the offense against sin. You know, he's not playing defense. You know, he's not not just holding up a shield for um, arrows of sin that are just flying at him. He's just trying to repel them. He's actually going and um, kind of cutting down sins and and putting them down. You know, so like in the last verse, he's talking about every morning I'll destroy all the wicked of the land, so as to cut off from the city of the Lord all those who do iniquity. I mean, I don't think he's saying that in the literal sense, although he could have done that as king. You know, he would have had the ability to do that. But I think in the larger sense, he he gets the understanding that um, God does not lose a war against sin. Like, actually, God has already won it. You know, Christ um, was slain from the foundation of the world. So there was still mastery over sin even in this point in time before Christ came in the flesh and died on the cross and rose again. Um, so David has that confidence of a redeemed man that God is, God's already on my side. He's a covenant child of Yahweh and God has decreed that, um, that sin not reign in the lives of his children. And he's kind of marching out there saying, okay, I'm not going to hang out with um, with sinfully proud people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, fall in with 
the people who speak sinfully against others behind their back. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit with the idolaters. I'm not going to um, I'm not going to do all these things. Uh, I but I will seek out those who are walking in a blameless manner, uh, like he says in verse six. In my eyes will be on the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me, and he who dwells in a blameless way is the he'll be the one to minister to me. So you know he's he's taking action. He's not just holding. He's not in a holding pattern. He's actually taking action against sin and seeking out those who will help promote righteousness within him, which I think yeah. is a, a a huge a huge thing um, to battle against our own sin. Um, it's not a losing war. You know, we might not believe, we don't believe in entire sanctification where once you're saved, you can achieve a point in your life where you actually never sin again. We deny that, but that doesn't mean that we're losing a battle against sin. It's just that the battle is long. Oh, you know, but it, but it will be a win. And it'll be a win for the gospel, not, not necessarily a win for me as a vindication of me and my ideas and what I want to do, but it's going to be the the war the war against sin is to glorify God, not to elevate me and my willpower. Oh yeah. Do you know what um, phrase in, in the Pentateuch verse eight reminds me of? Ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, you shall purge the evil from among you. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Talking yeah, about removing it, it, people from the camp. Yeah, removing um, those who have you know not held up the Sabbath or broken one of the laws. That you wow, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, hmm. wow. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. That makes a lot of sense. That same it's a, logic is there. Like, yeah, he's like rewording it in a more personal way for himself of doing just that. He's hmm. seeking out the wicked of the land to cut them off from the city of the Lord. Yeah. Hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. You'd get in a lot of trouble if you tried to do that today. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that today. <laughs> Not at all. Fascinating. Yeah, that'll get that'll get you blocked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's a cesspool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, I love man. it. It's, it's a, like a garbage fire. But I love it. I said one time it was it was a dumpster it was a dumpster fire floating in a river of excrement or something. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I don't but you should I'm still follow a... us on Twitter anyway. So, Lee, where can they find us? I'm so glad you asked. You can find us on our website, guyswithbibles.com. That's where you can listen to audio of the podcast and also read our blogs. Uh, you can also use your free will to choose a podcatcher program and subscribe Amen. to Guys With Bibles on there. Uh, and then you should also actually you should go in the show notes and check out the rest of the bar network podcast and go ahead and hit subscribe on those too. Um, glad to recommend every single one of those shows. Uh, then uh, on the social media world, uh, if you're so brave, 
Uh, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Guys with Bibles. You can also find us on Facebook at our Facebook group. And then we also have a public page on Facebook as well. Um, you can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. And we do have open DMs on Twitter and Instagram too. So there's lots of ways that you can get in contact with us. And shout out to Steve Willis out there rolling these mean streets. Thanks for listening to the podcast. He uh, he tweets with us uh, on a pretty regular basis. So thanks for listening. Hope hope uh, the show continues to be an encouragement to you, brother. Um, be careful out there on those mean streets. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and and hey, Kobe, I gotta say hi to Kobe. All right. Well, uh, that's everything. This is guys' Bible. <laughs> And we're out.